Hello, 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 and welcome back to the, uh, I keep wanting to say the fucking team fight talk show, man. What well, it's like ingrained in my brain. Triforce Tactics, hello! Uh, you have, I mean, of course, myself, uh, Drachi, and Kevin, who are here every week, and then we have a wonderfully bearded guest this week, uh, Mr. Grand Vice 8 himself, and, uh, <laughs> doing the same pose as the one from the starting screen. Not bad, not bad. So I guess we'll just start how we always do, just kind of talking about how life's been. Uh, and I can start as usual, I guess. Uh, it's been good. I had internet problems all of last week and like the beginning of this week. So I didn't stream at all for like four days. And it felt really weird because I had nothing to do with my time. And I couldn't play TFT either because I was just disconnecting every single game. So <laughs> it was kind of fucked, but we're good now. So yeah. How are you, Joshi? Uh... I had a really productive week, actually. <laughs> I, like, finally started streaming again. I climbed, like, 200 LP in three days all on stream, which is very unusual for me. I usually run it. And I, like, I practiced a lot over on, like, the trombone stuff. So it's, okay. been, a pr it's been a productive week. Also, uh, there's story time later about the conclusion of the Kurum's golf equipment saga, but... We concluded the Kurum's golf equipment saga, and that was fun. So, very nice. How are you doing today, Mister Mister Bearded Man himself? Uh, a little tired. You know, we woke up pretty early to cast worlds. Uh, other than that, I mean, pretty good. I just generally busy streaming. Uh, you know, trying to practice TFT and all the all the NFT stuff that's going on in the bull market. Staying yeah, busy for play. sure. You, you have to teach us about penguins. I haven't heard about penguins yet. You've got to teach us. <laughs> oh, there's there's so much. There's infinite NFTs. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely get to that. Yeah. How about you, Mr. Remkev? Uh I've been good. I've been uh doing work, play playing on playing on the Smurf account. Uh I've been trying out QSS. It's it's hit or miss. Sometimes you build a QSS <laughs> and you don't get any damage items, and it's a little bit awkward. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and sometimes you build QSS and my double frozen hardboard, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a bramble vest into Okay, before we get into things, I was playing. We were duo queuing earlier, and I'm playing. I'm playing Chugbug, with double frozen heart, and Kevin fucking builds QSS. On his Yasuo 3 and then builds Bramble on a backline Lee Sin 3. <laughs> and just sends me fifth. It's the, the least O-Cage oh, yeah. business shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> There's not a hint of O-Cage business in that play. It's alright. <laughs> let's end, baby. Let's go. Innovation at <laughs> That's the epitome of O-Cage business, though. No, like, yeah. the true O-Cage business is when we're all griefing Kurum. So, like... That none, none. That with Kevin towards Appies. That's that's some O-Cage business right there. Well, I thought mm -hmm. I was getting win traded, and then I was the win trader, and it felt awful. I felt like my whole world was flipped upside down in a second. It was just a, the wholly un unfun experience. <laughs> <laughs> Can't play the game. Sends into Bramble Vest. Oh no! Right. Sends player experiencing what it's like to not play the game. How unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time for everything. Since players appearance have not played the game, since players taking a shower, you know, all kinds of things. Hey, so. my past self is offended. I take showers. Thank you. Now you don't play Sins anymore. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> now it's the rat players that don't shower. You have to realize. Yeah, yeah. Very true. 
Uh, anyways, I mean, so again, our guest today is uh, is GVA Grand Vice Eight. If you don't know, but you should know. Don't talk if you don't know. Um, so I mean, we can just jump right into some some questions, some targeted questions for you. Uh, so I guess the first thing you know, with, with worlds going on, and there's a lot of co-streaming and stuff going on, a lot of people casting. Um, so you you have historically been someone who is co-streamed and cast a lot of events like that. Um, uh, I guess how do you feel about like the format of, of how they record everything, how they stream everything, and for like someone who likes to do like the casting thing. Um, I, like, I don't even with the whole system in general, I guess. I feel like the format is, is pretty good. The four day format gives, uh, it gives the players a little wiggle room and you know, where they place, no one gets knocked out too quick. I think the qualifiers were really well done where like, you know, one third is dropped, one third is dropped. You know, if you have a couple of bad games, you're not out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do the lot. It's just one lobby tomorrow, right? Just one lobby five. So yeah, that's yeah, not too bad. You're able to watch all the games. So that's kind of cool. You get it, you know, you get it. Like there's no multiple games running at the same time. So you don't really miss anything. Although with the way the spectator has been, you kind of do miss stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> there's room to improve, but it's not too bad. Yeah. The, uh, I think the, uh, the spectator thing has been a hot topic, especially on Reddit. I saw a Yeah. Reddit's not happy. Reddit <laughs> No, I thought you want to say something about that, Jirachi. Um, yeah, I, I haven't seen the Reddit outrage yet. I saw Twitch chat like complaining a lot about spectator mode. Um, and I know some some of the OCE guys were actually saying like they want they actually want to go back to just like player perspective because they want to see what every like everything someone's doing. I'd prefer uh, that too. You, I you, think, miss, you miss so yeah. much. Like people are just AFK. Like you just, there's nothing happening because you don't see the scouting. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, I think some ba- some balance actually. When during like the prep time, so, and if there's some way they can do this, like du- during the prep time, you see exactly what the player's doing. But during the fight itself, like just let it go. Focus on that one player because that's something that. I've noticed happens a lot, actually. Like, it'll be in the middle of a fight, and someone will be like scouting around, seeing what other people are doing instead of watching their own fight, and that can get confusing sometimes for like a um a spectator point of view. But during the prep time, like seeing everything that someone's doing would be really nice. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I know they're working on the whole little legend scouting. What they could do is they could follow the little legend around. So if you scout someone's board, your little legend goes over there. You know, the camera follows it, and that mm-hmm. way you get to see what they're looking at. And then just yeah, when it's cool. a lie, you just kind of lock on it. That'd be super cool. Yeah, I feel like it ends up being that, like, you know, there's some guy playing, like, there, there's some dude just like, oh, shit, I hit five Draconic in tournament, like, but to get my fatty golden egg, cash out, roll down. And then they, like, switch to the guy who's, like, on his six Sentinel board, like, 50 gold, just going eight. You know? <laughs> like, right as they're about to start rolling, you're like, come on, man. I just want to see the action. Yeah, you check out the guy slow rolling for, for you know, first three. <laughs> Oh, okay, 50 gold, we're done. You, you, know, like, you see them accidentally roll past Tristan, and they just, like, shit under their breath, and that's, like, the hype point of that, you know, that perspective. Where, like, you could be watching the, the dude, you know, hitting fucking Heimer 2 on 4-2, on four two, which has happened, like, three times to me in games today, by the way. Yeah, but, I was there. Um, we thought... <laughs> but, like, there's, I don't know, I think the player perspective thing would be really cool. I, I think it's just nice, like, especially for people who like to co-stream it, right? They can just, like, go to whatever stream they want, see whatever they want. Because I think the thing with TFT, at least if you have people who are like, I don't know, their job is literally just to like know where the action is in a game of TFT. Like you, it's just it's hard to keep track of everything for on um, like a single stream. 
Yeah, um, I wonder if adding delay would help out at all. Because if you add if you had like a three minute delay or something, then you have then you have that little bit of extra time to like kind of like craft how the how the flow of things thing goes more by. I don't know if I feel like if unless you do the delay by like a whole game, then you don't and you have like multiple teams. It gets it's just so hard to like spectate TFT right now just because there's so much going on and there's definitely like little things they can do to really show everything that's happening. Like we missed a lot of what Stimmy is today. Mm-hmm. Like they they didn't really they didn't get the camera on the first person who got Stimmy until like game three. So we just didn't see what Stimmy was and like for a while for a lot of the mm-hmm. game so like so and that's just such a set specific thing but some little graphic that's like oh this is what the radiant blessing is or even like what um what radiant item everyone took like having that information like just a, it's gonna it'll get like a little busy but having all that information accessible just because there's so much we end up missing because we're not only focused on one player at a time out of eight it's hard yeah. because not even like good players always see what stimmy is so like expecting an observer to do that is it's a little <laughs> tough but we like there should be like cues for it like there should i don't know it's like tft is too small and we don't have the infrastructure there's no like specific person like all right bro 40 hp there's no like stimmy checker you know we need a stimmy checker we need um okay so what i did with multi i did it one time i had a multi-stream when when it was uh we had four povs on the screen and when it was uh radiant time i just kind of like zoomed out and you saw all four and even though like it was small you still saw all the items so like it's really cool to see what everyone gets and you can like kind of do multiple povs there where you just like kind of show their name and like the items they get but uh it's probably going to be more relevant going forward because we're going to have like we're going to have like what what are they called augments next things where people have choices yeah, you know, th- there's definitely things that could be done, but you know, it's kind of new. You can't blame them too much, but at the same time, you know, you got to get the concerns there, and you just honestly just get one of the players who didn't make it to Worlds to do it. And, you know, just like put Ace of Spades in there. You know, yeah, right. let, let him control the camera. Let him put Dasik over there. Oh, but you went all right. You're on the cam. You're on camera now. If there are any rioters who end up watching this, like none of what we're saying is flame. Like we get it. It's a new. It's such a new thing, and like we're still figuring it out. We're just like we yeah. want it to be better. I mean, even even in like League of Legends, right? I feel like at least the last time I watched like LCS or whatever, there was. There is, there's still flame about like those spectators, right? And they've oh, been doing that for only like, flame because we care. Yeah, <laughs> they've been doing that for years, you know. <laughs> like spectator, obviously, like if we could get, you know, challenger players to be doing all of the spectating, etc., it would be kind of nice because they would probably have a better idea of what to look for. But you know, you you can't really, you know, message some guy that's on challenger and be like, hey. You want to you want you want to do the camera for worlds? <laughs> Unless like you like maybe maybe you hate them. Maybe you know I'd be I, I'd be down for like a few bucks. You know, maybe not if I had to wake up at five a.m. Actually, but you can get one of the European players for sure. Do we know who's doing the observing today? I don't think some no. intern at Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just played like like six normals and then was like, oh shit, I love watching people slow roll. <laughs> Like I, I fucking love. Wait, what stimulus? Is that a thing? The <laughs> people flame the observing at set four worlds because I don't, I don't know if we did. And also, I vaguely remember someone said, I think like Soju said, Nature's was doing set four worlds. 
And like Loki Natures is the perfect person for that because he's mm-hmm. been super high ranked and he's been like so ingrained into Giant Slayer that like he knows what's up both on the production side and on the gameplay side. So he's kind of like the perfect person for that right now. But if he's he's the only one basically <laughs> and observing such a hard job just across all of esports that we we could definitely use another like one or two really high level players that are like ingrained in the whole like production team system that can observe as well. Yeah, I saw something about people uh, like wondering if the caster should be the one looking for things, right? Um, yeah. Which I yeah, I'm not gonna say. Did they do that in league? Do they do that in league? Though, like, no, they, the, they do not. They'll say, "Oh, can we?" They'll kind of suggest they'll throw someone out. Oh, I want to see this guy's board. Like when I was casting the okay. turn, he's like, "Yo, if you want to see this guy's board, you'd be like, oh yeah." doing and they'll they'll kind of like get gotcha. to it so they have like influence over but it'd be too hard for them to control yeah I, I totally agree with that um the thing is i feel like league is a like like normal league right look at normal casting normal league or, or like you know the perspective that you get on the, the map from normal league i'm sure it took a long time to get where it is because like you know it feels like right now it's like if we're watching like if you compare watching worlds for example to watching league i feel like we're missing a team fight every now and then right we're like we're like you know, we're like on the. We were like, we were like looking at a, a guy doing his red buff as as like pop lanes fighting. Um, yeah, there's a double in the ball, and you're watching him kite the blue. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, and that like it, it comes with time, right? Because I'm sure the I didn't watch a ton of league in like the first couple seasons, but I'm sure it was a pay as fuck. You yeah. know, like yeah, it's well, not like a thing that like, people get good at overnight. So. I've I started watching LCS in like 2014 and it was it it's gotten better like it took it took a while for them to really perfect that I'm sure it's going to be the same thing in TFT and also I was going to say like from the two people in this call who have casted there is no way we can do observing at the same time like no shot yeah like I'm thinking LCS they like they'll give the casters like some control of like what they can look at but it's not what the actual broadcast sees so like even like giving giving us a control over what we want to look at almost maybe wouldn't be that bad of an idea, but yeah, no dedicated observers, please. Yeah. God. Yeah. Does seem like a much, it doesn't too much to think about. Right. Um, well, I guess that it has nothing to do with this next point, but you know what? Okay. That's fine. The next thing we're going to talk about uh, GVA. So GVA, you have a, a stat website that you run. If you want to plug yes. it real quick. Yeah. TFTcoach.org. Pog. Yeah. Let's go to it. And uh, so you just want to you use that a lot to like understand what units you want to play, what's kind of like comps you want to play, stuff like that, right? Um, oh, when that raiding army playing. comes up, you better believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I type in the unit, I type in the item. Oh, how good is it? Oh, this one's better. Bet. So, how much do you think that affects like how you play and like you know the, you think that like is super positive for like positively affecting your your placements and stuff? Oh, oh, I've been doing this since like set three. There was like little API sites that were just had the awful user experience that like tell you win rates. And I would just go off of that almost exclusively. I mean, you kind of like think about it, you kind of play your best board, but it's too much work to figure out what's good and you know, what sucks. So you just kind of go off of the numbers and it's like, you kind of like, it, there's a reason it has a better placement and you kind of figure it out based mm-hmm. off of that. It's like someone tells you what the answer is and you just kind of work backwards, you know? Yeah. yeah, it did take oh. some of the guesswork out of it. Because there, there's certainly some things there that can be bait, right? Like, I think in, in set 4.5 or something, like or set 4 or whatever, Azir was like the, one of the lowest win rate units. But like, he's not like he's bad, right? It was that like he just like couldn't, uh, 
I think that's, I don't think that's cap. I'm pretty sure that's an actual thing. Um, the thing was that like people just like when they're about to die rolling down, they see a zero, they're like, oh shit, I have no front line, I'm gonna play a zero, and then they die anyways. Like, that I mean, kind of yeah, thing, right? there's, there's obviously a thing that's like, like, like survivorship bias that's gonna affect the numbers, and you kind of like, you know, think about it, but general, like, there's just trends that you'll see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do either of you, Adrashi or Ramka, have used stat size at all? I feel like I don't use them at all, which is probably I, bad. I've, Got, I've used meta TFT just for like get a general idea of like what's good. I'll like I'll like I I used to use it way more like as like oh this is exactly what I should be playing, but this is like set three when I was hard stuck master. Like we've we've gotten past that, but like I'll I'll peek at meta TFT if it's also I've like taken a few days off and I'm just like okay what's like what are what are people playing? What's doing well? Okay, this is generally what's doing well, and I can go from there. I feel like. A lot of stats sites, because because of like survivorship bias and stuff, it, you really you can't just go off of oh these are the numbers of what works. Okay, I'm just gonna play this exactly and not change anything because that's not how TFT works. Like we have to be, we have to be pretty adaptable and flexible in what we do. Yeah. But like just use using stuff like that to get a general idea of what's good. That's something that's something I'll do quite a bit even now. Yeah, it's it's good it, like when a new patch hits and you yeah. don't really know what's going on. You're like, okay. That yeah, oh yeah. First day, first day of patch that I played. Oh, that's usually when I check meta TFT. Also, like, there's there's a number of good stat sites now. Like, people are figuring out how to use the API. Like, obviously, our very own guests, TFT coach is excellent. Uh, meta TFT has been around for a while. I I really like that. I don't. There there has to be others. I just mm, mostly sure. stick to that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm only recently because Dax told me in game he's like, you know, if Radiant Spark is the highest win rate, Radiant, I know. Is it really? Well, it's not anymore, but apparently, okay. like, the, the time that he checked, he was like, oh, this is it. I'm playing AD, Achan Carry. Let me take this Radiant Spark real quick. <laughs> and he went first. <laughs> I was like, huh. But I don't really look, I don't look at, I'm lazy, so I don't really look. I, I just wait for somebody to tell me. I wait for Dax to say and call, like, oh. You know, you know what the highest win rate item is here? I was like, what is it? And he was like, this, this is it. I was like, okay, cool. And I just remember it. I'd be like, okay, I'll slam that next time. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. Next time. I feel oh, like there's someone that was Yasuo for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I checked really? it one time. I'm like, oh, this is broken. And you build it, and it, it's broken. Yeah. It's <laughs> and I feel like there are some rating items where, like, like those, like, where their stats really have, like, there's no. You don't have to read into it all. Like Spark, like original Spark and like original Sunfire and stuff. Like those, those items are literally just like, they're like another fucking unit. Like those items are the carry. You know what I mean? Like they back then, like Spark was still like two percent HP regeneration and shit. Like if you took Radiant Spark on a full AD board, like it's it's a fucking Spark. Like you're taking it. You know. Um, So I like the. I think the stats behind Radiant items are definitely like pretty pretty sick. Um, It's like uh, you pay. Speaking of Yasuo, by the way, can we can we can I just like make a quick PSA? Don't build Archangels on Yasuo. It's so fucking bad. Really? Just yeah, it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. Okay, I don't think it's bad, but it's not no. as good as Deathcap. Listen, listen to this, GV. Listen to this, okay? Because this Ramblin did the math a while ago. I, I was watching Shumi do the math. It takes <laughs> seven casts, apparently. Apparently, for four Archangel, it takes seven casts for the next cast. Of Archangel's Yasuo to gain as much damage as Rabadon starts with. Yes. 
And huh. okay, I think Archangel's Yasuo sucks unless you have Radiant Blue. If you oh, have, oh yeah, together, you got Radiant Blue. Be good. Yes, it's, 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 it's popping, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on its own, it's not great. I think you need like Cavus Bat as well to make it. I don't also, this like, cap is broken and it's super underrated. Like it's been broken and underrated for for forever. People love Jeweled Gauntlet. It sucks. Jeweled Gauntlet is a fake yeah. item unless, unless you're running Velkaz. Yeah, and even yeah, yeah. even on Velkaz, like. I I poked on Reddit and saw someone's like, oh yeah, this is the math on like Rabs versus JG on Velkaz, and like this is the AP threshold. And I was like, wait, AP threshold's like a hundred forty something that like like yeah, JG is better and like in general, it's pretty high. And like if you just have two Spellweaver, the chances you hit that threshold aren't even that great. So like decap is fine on Velkaz still. Like I, if, yeah. this is coming from like yeah. me. I was I used to be in the mindset of like, oh, I have decap like. And no JG, it can't really play Velkaz, and I'll see like just flat AP Velkazes pop off, and I'm just like, okay, maybe AP is good, and I've been more willing to play Raps Velkaz, and it's still good. It's a shocker, yeah. a lot of AP is still good. I feel like Rabadon just feels really good for the consistency too, because like if you have like Rabadon Ziggs compared to JG Ziggs early game, I feel like yeah. Rabadon just feels so much better because if you don't yeah, get one it's bomb, so you can just lose streak. Because yeah. you'll have those fights where you have JG Ziggs and Spellweavers, but you won't crit in five ults, and you're like, well, I lost because I didn't crit. Yeah, right. <laughs> it feels so bad. And then, like, Velkaz kind of makes that okay because it's, like, so many ticks, right? So, like, you're you're kind of, like, yeah. you see the value a lot more yeah. of Velkaz being, but, like, single target ulting Spellweavers with JG feels so fucking bad yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Okay, can we talk about this, right? Um, I think Riot has done a great job with itemization to set to where you can build multiple different items on like a lot of different carries. Yeah. Like, Draven itemization, super flex. Lucian is probably the best example. You know, you can build whatever on Lucian. Karma, they made blue buff. Shojin kind of the same. It's super nice. Like you're not locked in. Even with Velkaz, like blue buff Velkaz is not as great as Shojin, but it works. It's fine. It's not too shabby. Yeah, I feel like there's a big, I feel like everything is playable with so many different items. Like, I feel like like a lot of that makes an emphasis, puts an emphasis on like playing a strong early game, right? Because it means like if you're not like one HP, you can have kind of shitty items and be fine. Like like the units will still win rounds with like kind of shitty items. So uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it feels really compared to like yeah, like like set four point five. I feel like is the epitome of shitty item like flexibility. That's what GA. That's an all off game. Let's go. Yeah. It's got to be Kale. You don't have QS. You're not playing Kale. <laughs> yeah. And that, mm. that item item flexibility is so nice, especially with like radiant items. Also, like radiant items going into the item oh, flexibility. I love the radiant, items. Yeah. radiant items so much. It's it feel it really does feel like it's just the item, but better. Like if you can put this item on a unit, the radiant item is also good. It's not like the shadow versions where it's like, yeah. oh, well, oh, this yeah. item is good on the unit. Dude, no, the shadow, uh, the shadow items, man. Games. Oh god. Like shadow <laughs> That's a great idea, but ah, oh, dude, they fucking sucked. It's like shadow boob up. You can play it on two units and it's broken, or you can play it on nobody else. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you can like, balance you items around these units and the units around these items because otherwise, like they they're either completely broken or just completely worthless. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the nice thing is so I feel like with Shadow Blue being a great example, right? The thing with Shadow Blue is that they were convinced Shadow Blue was not broken. It was the units that were the problem, right? Like they were nerfing LeBlanc and Rise around Shadow Blue. They weren't changing the item. But I feel like now if they change it, like they don't change the unit as much as they're like. Like if, if a item is broken, they change the item. They don't change like if if let's say 
Um, like when Rage Blade was was kind of bad. Rage Blade was kind of bad, right? They didn't like say fuck it, buff everyone that can use Rage Blade. They said, all right, we'll just buff Rage Blade, Rage Rage Blade. Which like thank God, like they didn't do the Radiant Blue treatment. Where they're like, all right, well Draven can use Rage Blade, so maybe we give him like I don't know, eighteen more AD. Fuck, fuck it, why not twenty? Let's give him twenty. You get twenty AD. You get twenty AD. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. or or they do the like oh like okay let's let's buff Draven let's buff buff Kale let's buff uh well uh Aphelios. let's buff all these things oh they're still not performing that well let's buff Rageblade through the moon oh all of a sudden all these units are broken out of their mind <laughs> like thank God they're not doing that too and like that ra- that one Radiant Rageblade buff like it went from garbage to it feels good but it's not like busted. Like, wow, good balance change. Like, Plus the Shojin I, buff. The recent Shojin oh, buff. The Sho- Radiant Shojin feels so good now. Yeah, but it's not it, like, uh, it off its mind or anything. Lux 3 with Radiant Shojin, Rage Blade, and then Archangels. Was pretty good. Oh, bringing it was back. Lost a stacked Harbor board, but, you know, we take them. <laughs> he played that in one of our lobbies today. It was pretty cracked. It was pretty fucking cracked. Oh, it still works? Yeah, it's still I mean, worse. He has to roll really hard, but yeah. like, oh. he get there. Yeah, if he get there, that shit. Bro, do you guys remember that one or two patch where like uh, no no one knew about Lux and everyone found out about Lux and it was just Lux. <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I lost. Uh, I was gonna say I lost. Uh, like the one of the qualifier tournaments for for regionals or for like mid set or whatever. I I'll lost to someone who just. Yeah, or no, I think it was Nightbringer actually. Someone was playing Lux every single game, and every single game, no one contested them, and they went first. Like, oh yeah, it was, you're, it was Nightbringer. You're right. It yeah, was it was just it was yellow crazy. units everywhere, man. It was, it was fucking yellow oh. units that tourney. Oh god, I like oh my I god. abused the yellow units too for what it's worth. <laughs> like, yeah, that Lux carry was not okay. Yeah, but, was, but... nowadays she feels real bad. <laughs> real bad. <laughs> You need to hit the three star. You need to. You need to. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, can't yeah. just play a lux one and have her kill everything. Lux two, one v five in the corner. I feel like TFT was very color coordinated for a lot of stuff. I know there were the green units, there were the blue units, there were the yellow units, and like you just you keep that you know you like you take your crayon, you keep drawing on your comp, and if as long as you're like mostly one color, you're good. You were good, you know. There's but the no, like. Gone, forgotten, <laughs> redeemed, and then you play, you play red, red units red, when you play Yasuo. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I kind of miss Pantheon and Trundle. Oh yeah. my god. Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I realized something during my streams this weekend about six skirms and why six skirms still suck. It's because Pantheon and Trundle are gone and six skirms are just lacking so much frontline now. Yeah, that, like you don't actually buy enough time for that six skirm to ramp up, and that's why like knights are still better even after two six skirm buffs. Yeah, they just get stuck on Galio, whereas before you had Trundle to just kind of eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I still have nightmares of like solo frontlining a, a stacked like you know like a stacked Mordecai or something, and then just seeing Trundle one walk up to it and just. And then all of a sudden, you get your Hector in three. You get your Hector in three. It's time. My Hector is never dying. Oh shit! Is that a trundle? my one weakness. The kiting clip of the trundle one one v twoing like a Zyra three and some other two star unit. Like, okay, you know, I miss Panthea. I don't miss that trundle. Please do not bring that back. Well, I miss I miss Shadow Double Ionic Spark Trundle. Oh <laughs> he eats the unit. The health bar turns black because he has so much HP. 
and just black bars. <laughs> Barcode oh, game movie. <laughs> it has like oh, 20k man. health. And... Quote unquote, fond the memories of set 5.0. Yeah. And by fond, we mean no. Oh, okay, man. what are your guys' favorite units? Like, of all of all time in TFT, what are just like units you like? It doesn't necessarily have to be broken. Just like super, just cool units you miss. I kind of miss the uh, Summoner Zyra. You know, you give it a Morello, it spawns plants. It's a fun champ. I never played yeah. when that was a thing. I, I mean, <laughs> my, my, it has to be Warwick. For set four, Warwick, Divine Warwick. That shit would just hit right for me for some reason. Ooh, I was Warwick like every game. game. Like Runan's Deathblade QS Warwick 2. Oh my god, it was the biggest fucking nut. Oh, you just see him like <laughs> like Fantastic Mr. Fox looking ass going through an entire team. Oh, it was perfect. No, that's the uh, the attack speed buff on everyone. Super nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, along that, like melee carries I miss, I miss set to Olaf. The Zerker version. Oh, he just, yeah, yeah. He just yeah, yeets your team, freezes everybody. Your whole team freezes everyone, gets into um un like unseeable mode and just goes pew, 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 heal, 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 heal. It was so funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was, and like I mean that was garbage. I think that that said I was hard stuck diamonds. We we've come a long way. Which also also <laughs> ooh ooh. According to Reddit, if you were plat were hard stuck plat in set one, and then I guess hard stuck diamond in set two, you're just a garbage player. There's no such thing as improving. Um, that 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 might be a later part of the podcast. I mean, it's anyway. there's a level of thousand LP. You're you're not even human. That <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even exist. Literal literal AI playing the game. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I think Set 2 has some pretty cool units. Like, okay, I, I like Yorick. I thought Yorick was dope. broken fucking thing. But they needed a 4 cost, so they just changed him to yeah, 4 cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Wait, that ability was not. Okay, so like, Yorick was a light summoner, I think. Or they were called. Were they called summoners or what? Yeah, was summoners. Yeah, summoners. light summoner. So basically, you know, if you were playing lights, for example, he would like summon a bunch of those ghoulie things, and they would count as light units. And light was like, if a light unit dies, you get like a oh, max speed buff. On like it's like Nadine, your but it gives you tax speed and heals all the other. Yeah, lights. and you get infinite light units. He <laughs> just opens up more the more light units for you to buff your entire team. But yeah, I like that. I also really, I mean, Udi, you're still in the game, so we're not going to mention it. But uh, I like triple triple Archangels Warwick from Set Five. That's set the one. Five? Unit oh like yeah, set five, set five triple oh, Archangels yeah. Warwick. Coven, oh, Coven Warwick. Coven Warwick. Jumps on your back. Coven enabled so many fun champs. Covered. That was yeah, great. Yeah, that was insane. That was insane. See, like a fucking like double warm on you. Like it was rabbit. It was uh, archangels, shadow archangels, and like one of them, but another one of either of them. And then that Daisy or the the fucking Ivern is like like ten thousand HP, just Daisy here, Daisy there. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about the infinite scaling that's just super fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. The shadow you know, shadow was arcs was a cool, cool item though. That was a cool item. I think it was a you cool know, it's, yeah, it's, it's shadow items in general. I didn't, I didn't like it. Shadow Arc was kind of fun. <laughs> and then you, you have trouble, trouble walks over and just steals all that health anyway. Dude, Shadow TG was super fun. I remember this one Sejuani that had a Shadow TG. It rolled like double radiant or double Shadow Death Cap or something and just one shot my entire team. <laughs> just ran my backline and just one shot my carry. The first time I built Shadow TG, I got 
double shadow locket. I put it on my D. I was like, wait, they're not getting any mad. This is garbage. Oh man, okay. shadow locket. That's a good one. Oh, also, god. I, oh god, shadow locket. Well, shadow locket also enabled so much because it, it really enabled Nocturne. Like that, oh, that, yeah. was, that was towards the end of the set because it's like, oh, like I can I can make this item. Then I basically have a defensive item to go with Revenant on my Nocturne three. Except he still has three carry items, so he's just absolutely unkillable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Shadow Locket on any of those cards. Like, Shadow Locket Forgotten, and like Shadow Locket Yasuo, that was kind of busted. It was just always broken. Yeah. 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 The, the reroll re yeah. brand comp was super nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wait, why, you why is, like, is reroll brand not a thing anymore? Uh, the, thing, the thing about the Brambulance and, like, Cavs in set five, it had it had the victor. Like, the... It, it was the victor for Forgotten Spellweaver, and then Bran just kind of fit alongside that. And then at some, like, at the tail end of set five, the victor became the better version of Cavs anyway. Yeah. And then we lost victor. So, like. The units just aren't there yeah. anymore. Yeah. I think. Like, Cassio, like, Knights Cassio Mystic was a thing, but it's Bran Knights isn't a thing. Maybe it's just because of the Knight units. They're just probably different. Just, I don't I mean, even remember what Cassio had. I mean, he Jace. You had Jace for frontline, which is insane. Oh um, yeah, Jace. Were they Aatrox in that set? No, no, no. It was it was Jace. Nautilus. Nautilus. Nautilus Leona was, was a Vanguard. Pop was a Vanguard. Um, Who else was there? Wukong. Wukong, Wukong was, was insane. Yeah. Like Wukong put in like Jace gave actual damage. And you can put in Thresh late game. You get you get the uh, just pull in random garbage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> win the game. Oh, <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, Bard, yeah, Bard. Bard. Bard helped help that comp a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mordecai. Soraka? So it was Soraka. She kept the whole fucking team alive. Yeah, yes. yeah. that too. <laughs> Soraka was the most uh, Soraka was the most important part of that comp, hands down. Hands down, Soraka was the most important part of that comp. That that unit was so Dude, fucking Dude, Dark Stars was Dark Stars mm. and um okay, set three was fucking great. Dark mm. Stars and Star Guardians were such fun comps. Like <laughs> yeah. once you actually got the whole thing together with the with the star guardians, Jana, Nico, yeah, Cinderella, Jana, like the whole ramping thing. Once it got going, it was super fun. And the same with Dark Stars. Like, what if you had this this Zerath and he actually started not completely fucking sucking? It was yeah, yeah. You just Rage Blade Zerath just everything. Super fun comps. I miss set three for sure. You remember? Um, you remember Nico verse? That shit was. You know my so I was I was like right. just hitting diamond, I think. And uh and when I became when I, I was like just hitting diamond is set three was like kind of wrapping up original base set three. And um I was like, okay, I was like in a Discord call at like midnight with some of my friends, right? And I was like, okay, listen to this. I found the most broken strategy for Nico Verse. I full open forded, only picked up Sorks, got level eight, rolled down, hit gangplank two every game. <laughs> It was the most broken thing in low diamond elo in set three. That Literally, reminds me. <laughs> that reminds me of the Pult clip where he hits gangplank on three three because he went oh, level yeah. seven on three two in Nicoverse and he just has a stacked gangplank two on three three. Like, yeah, Nicoverse was so broken, especially when during the like Jinx Riven Vein Triangle Lottery meta. Like, if you hit Jinx on three one, congrats, your auto top four maybe auto win. Oh, the big three. I remember yeah. the, the big three oh, yeah. meta. I oh, saw some, God. some nice memes about that one. Okay, so I, 
I watched a video the other day of uh, a puzzle I'm playing cybernetics in, in 3.5, and I'm going to say Vayne 2, and that set is like half the unit that Vayne, was in. <laughs> Vayne 1 is in this set. That unit was so fucking bad relative to Vayne 1 is right now. Like, like the damage that it was doing, no, like I watched it, right? Like, the spell, the damage, everything just was not there. It was, like, pinging, like, the, the thing that won all the rounds. I think I was watching a Pult video. The Vayne did, like, very little damage every round. It was literally just Irelia killing everything every round. It, mm. it, like, it, it just looks so underwhelming. I don't know, because so popped off, right? Yeah, yeah she was a good comp. Super good at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 she was super good, but I think what it is is that, like, I wonder if there's, like, a power creep between sets or what, because... Looking back at that three cost, that shit was not three cost. Okay, so set three, I remember this distinctly. It had it had a couple iterations. For the most part of the set, three cost carries were really bad. And slowly they started making every three cost carry viable. And that's what I really liked about the set because it gave you a lot of options mid-game to transition your boards. Like they all sucked, but then you know Shaco was good, and then Ash was good, and then Cassio was good, Vayne was good, and they slowly brought all of them up. And it, it allowed a lot of options just throughout the game where you don't have to go from like a random one cost carry to a four cost carry. And it gave you like yeah, those yeah. transition units. So, but just, for the longest time, they all sucked. All the three costs yeah. are awful. You don't want to yeah. play any of them. I just, I'm looking back, I don't know how Vink ended up with stuff like, like Star Guardian Syndra, right? Like you had Nico 2 with like a Warmogs, like Syndra in the back with like Gunblade, War, like Gunblade buff plus one. Unit. Yeah. And I, I don't know how Vayne managed to keep up with that shit. Like, 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 it literally, it's just like a GS, GS on it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was the only reason that that unit was viable, I think. Kill the, I don't know. Kill the war mogs. She dropped aggro. Like, her, her spell with her dropping aggro did a little bit extra damage, right? But, like, mm-hmm. there wasn't a ton that even killed her in that set. <laughs> so, you ran, um, you ran Chrono, uh, Chrono with it, so she looked yeah, like she did, Yeah, she got a little bit of attack speed from that. Yeah. And eventually, like, she could like, okay. 1v9, because I think she had, like, pretty decent DPS. Yeah, her DPS was quite good, I think. Her DPS yeah, wasn't bad with... Cyber and Sniper both uh, boosting her up. Like the unit itself, I guess the thing is, like looking back, the unit itself wasn't great, but like the synergies on it and like the stuff you play with it was really good. So I guess that's what what, what it was. Because I wasn't very good at the game back then. So I'm like thinking back and I was like, man, why was Vayne good back? Because I wish I could just go back in time, like, like you know, test it out. But I was literally just like a, I feel like I was Mystic Vanguard or Star Guardian every game in 3.5. <laughs> like every fucking game. Like slam blue buff and like I'm either playing Syndra or I'm playing Cass and there's no in between. <laughs> and yeah, that was about I was, it. I was on my one cost train. I played uh what was it? Zig Zig's reroll. You guys remember double 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 oh, yeah. Toby, baby. Uh, <laughs> instance on instance on frontline, it doesn't get to play the game. Uh there's Aya. Uh there was oh god, this was oh, a yeah, I miss Shredder. I was a Shredder, Shredder one trick. There was uh, there was Kha'Zix from set three. That was that was yeah. that was a very unhealthy comp. <laughs> just true damage. True damage. You guys uh, that one cost reroll comp. Yeah, like, the Reddit comp. Reddit, Reddit comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the Reddit yeah, comp. Yeah. You, I, I was that one of too. I lost yeah, a lot you, of you, <laughs> you rerolled. Uh, you rerolled Kate. Uh, you rolled Caitlyn, you rolled Zoe, you rolled TF, yeah. Jarvin, Jarvin. Every one cost in the fucking game. <laughs> that was my go-to in trade sector with the free reroll when I saw someone was contesting Shredder. I was just like, okay, I'm not playing for as high, but I'm gonna play this like meme Reddit comp, and it actually wasn't that bad. 
Prey Detector. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I would play fucking uh, what is the Battlecast? Mm-hmm. So Trade Sector, oh, I think I've, I've talked about this a little bit before, but Trade Sector inspired me when I was like, this is again when I was like low diamond. It inspired me to try out a new play style for, for a couple games where again your Discord call midnight to my friends. I'm like, okay, sh- hear the hear me out. This is the new way to play the game. Every single round you roll once. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine this diamond play. He's like, bro, I got the new strats. I figured it out. Look, we're we're gonna take him by storm. So bad, man. Turns out when the roll costs money, it's not quite as good. <laughs> <laughs> I tried like three games, had no econ every game, went eighth, think every game, and decided, you know what? Maybe I'll just go back to watching streamers and figure out how to play the game. <laughs> That's what I really liked about set three, though, like the galaxies, even though some of them weren't great, just like every game being a little different, you have a different strategy on every galaxy was super interesting. I'm kind of looking forward to set six. Like, I think that's kind of what they're going for. Like, they're going to have different augments to where they're going to, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but they're going to like change the way the game's going to be played. And I think that's super interesting. You know, you're not really sure what you're going to get. I think that galaxies for sure is like the most in terms of like fun mechanic that's probably the most fun that we have like the yeah. most fun mechanic. and if the galaxy suck yeah. you just get rid of it yeah You're exactly like, like you get you get north galaxy with like, seven shadow. you're not stuck with that for three months <laughs> you're not stuck with you know yeah. big bang planet planet for three months you're oh this one sucks off get rid of it oh. what if i was peak tft and get, get, get something else in here trade sector let's go nico verse but yeah, yeah. I, I, just, I remember the Dwarf Galaxy though. It's like oh, you had the seven, the seven mech players. Yeah, the seven mech players and the guy that went eight because he was a point. Okay, I'll read that one real quick. <laughs> I want you. To, okay, I want you to imagine something for a second. Okay, close your eyes and enter a Zen mode where it's you load in. It's the Lilac Nebula, right? You see, there's a tail with bow on the carousel, right? Ooh. Everyone's mm-hmm. going for it. Everyone's going for it. You just mm-hmm. you charge in there. You run down the other side of that carousel, a new man with a kale with a bow trailing behind you. And you just went, oh, I, I see or myself you missed getting it, and belt now you have a Sorak. Bel- 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 <laughs> yeah, I got Belt Sorak on the carousel. The key to that galaxy, by the way, was taking Wukong every time. It was Wukong every time because you just play Vanguard Chrono in your early game. It's fucking insane. You beat the Kale yeah. I thought you take Fizz yeah. and you type Me Mech. <laughs> yeah, or that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fizz with the vest. All right, Me Mech. We're going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro, I loved Urgot. Urgot oh, was yeah. such a cool Urgot champ. Was I know so some fun. people hate him and hate Lee Sin, but I, I love those champs. <laughs> I, hate, I, I don't hate Urgot. I'll say that. Like, Urgot, but like, by the end of the set, felt like he he wasn't he didn't have like the Leeson moment of like oh my units my units all the way to my right and their Leeson can just one shot kick it off the board and it's gone instantly. And yeah, I once they change the targeting, it was really nice. Yeah, like the the Urgot targeting once they change it to I think it was like Caitlyn then where like targeted yeah, the farthest unit but could hit whatever like hit tar- actually hit the first thing. And mm-hmm. pulled that in, and then took a while to pull in at one star. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like auto it casts and just auto one shot something. It like it gave a little bit of time for like something to CC or kill the Urgot and like keep your unit alive rather than. I think the issue was Thresh. Like that was that was probably a big problem. yeah yeah yeah. Thresh train into the Urgot into the Thresh into the Urgot. Y- your bench is just like like you, you two Urgots. You like have an Urgot. You have your shop locked. So you like buy another Urgot as the as the round starts. You have three Urgots on bench, and then it's just like yeah, like, it's like Urgot. Let's crank in there for good measure. Yeah yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> eat their back line. 
But yeah, Lee Sandals blue buff, that was not it. Like he kicks your unit, and then like if he takes a little damage, he gets another cast off midair, and you're just gone. No matter where you are, goodbye. Yeah. That's it. The ball insta kick Lee Sin still haunts me. <laughs> just no. You know what the worst thing was is then what unit was it that? Oh God, I'm trying to think what unit it was. There was a unit that like would do something like, like jump or like like some maneuvering thing, and he'd kick it. Like a lot, of, like it happened a lot in fights. Like he'd kick it as it was doing that, and it would just fly off the screen and die. I totally forget what unit it was though. I don't think it was. It wasn't Samira. It was. Oh God, what was it? Hmm. I'm trying to oh, think what this was. Trindamir. Yes. Yes. Trindamir. Yeah. <laughs> if he kicked Trindamir during his ult, he just fucking flew off the map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. Fucking Trindamir just spins. Just Trindamir middle of the map. It happens right as Trindamir spins and just throw it. Okay, you know what I need? I need a, a, a like a, a meme of you know how like there's that thing. Uh, there's a meme of like the thing. It's I think it's like someone throws a disc or something and then it goes goes off the screen. It's like the hey yay hey, hey, in the background. Like like Trin spinning. Like Lee kicks him and just hey yay hey, hey, into the distance. That'd be the best. Yeah, that was not it. <laughs> that was not it. Or in in like set four there's like that milk the milk clip of Lee kicking an Ari off the board as the Ari alts, and like the Ari's just gone, but you see the spirit bomb kill the rest of the board, and Milk loses the round anyway. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten oh, some God. clips out of this game, hot take. Yeah. You remember, uh, you remember Moonlight Ophelia? Was it Moonlight Ophelia? Yeah. The oh my God. Moon Man. Yeah. Yeah. No, never bring back Moon Man, please. Oh, Moon Man. Oh my god, that shit was insane. You remember that one duo's turn? It was a quad, it was like a four-person quad tournament. attorney, and one person was designated a Felios holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aether. That was oh, a yeah, fun I so I'll play the, uh, we had the team tourney with uh, Solas, and he would hit chosen Moon Man every time. Yeah. And oh. we won. He hit it every time, and first place, hold it, doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember, like, I, I remember, I think I was watching Kiting Stream for that tourney, and I heard, like, the Discord call pre-tourney, it was like, okay, so, who's re-rolling what? Solus is Aphelios, like, oh, who's the Mages player? Like, planning out what everyone's, like, what everyone's <laughs> designated re-roll is. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, I miss Duelists. Oh, that combo was so fun. Duelist Gasso cool. was so cool. Shit was ah. so cool. Good Does? Oh, dude, Cassio, man. That was probably one oh. of my favorite units in a while. She was, she was a good cool. unit. So simple, but that that alt. Oh, it was broken as fuck. You put him in their back line. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you get the increased mana. She auto casts, and you have a couple tiers on her. Kills kills everything. Redemption oh, Cassia yeah. was insane. It's like it's one tier for her. Her job is to just cast once and die anyway. So like she casts once, buys a little bit of time. The rest of her team takes a little bit of damage. Nope. Redemption heals them all back up. Well, oh yeah, they changed redemption at some point yeah. from uh, yeah from the AOE to uh, just the big heal. Yeah, redemption was just set set five. Redemption's believe, gone yeah. through a couple iterations because like set. I think I don't. I think they changed it going into set three, but in set yeah, one the and two, they got rid of it. It was it was like once the unit dipped below like half health, it was like a giant circle took a second, and then giant heal came down, mm-hmm. and then they changed yeah, it yeah, to unit yeah, dies. Yeah. And then every but, everything gets before healed. Before and now, it was yeah, yeah. Before it was redemption dead, and you would have a bunch of Zeds with the redemption oh, on him, God. and you'd see all of the redemption circles come down. <laughs> 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 GA redemption lights pad Zed. It's time. Maybe a spark. 
<laughs> do you remember the the redemption fiora tech in uh in cybernetics it, like if you had redemption fiora your board was twice as strong because like she always had just the right moment to make everything Dude, in your, and your board back to hp yeah fear was either the shittiest unit or like one of the best it's mm-hmm. like one of the final patches she was unplayable for most of the set, and then she was just beyond broken and like no one even realized it but they buffed her like five times in a row mm-hmm. yeah We've we've done a lot of like reminiscing about old sets or like stuff we hated, but we do still have worlds. More stuff to talk about with worlds. Oh yeah. Um, yes, we do. No, some some games happened first of all, but the Esno winning the lobby. They won lobby first of all. How do we feel about that? Because like Esno, he played really well. Like he he did, he kind of high rolled, but like he he still played well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, the last game was Turbo High Rolled, but that's just been putting in a lot of work, has been getting a lot of coaching, and I mean, it it paid off. Mm-hmm. OCE really knows how to, like, coach their one rep, because the same thing happened with Raza last year, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, all pop up. Was, yeah, Raza played really well, and, go, like, going in, we were VOD reviewing so much with him. Like, we were VOD reviewing scrims and, like, Helping, helping him like shore up some like weaknesses and stuff he could play, and it really showed at Worlds. And I feel like the same thing's happening with Esha again. And I'm ready for Esha to make finals because also, also Esha, win. Esha wins. War- yeah, let's also Esha wins. Show, show, he's said he's gonna show cock if he wins. <laughs> uh, the and dip from TFT because you get permaban from. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a way to go out. Yeah, that would be a way to Worlds, go out. Shokak, ah, yes. Not bad. Not, I guess that's the ideal way to go, right? Blaze of Fire. <laughs> so that, that leaves a legacy. That leaves okay, a legacy. If, anyone, if anyone's thinking about this, probably don't Shokak on stream. Not yeah, don't do it, do, it on, do it on Twitter or only fans. Not life advice. <laughs> There's sites uh, for that. Twitch is not one of them. Yeah, yet, depending on the direction. We we get close, but no actual cock. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but besides Esha, um, the other three that moved on were Nukamaru from Japan, Mbappe from Latin America, and Shurkane from EU. And I think the, the surprise for everyone, Loki, is a couple Spencer. Spencer not making it after starting 1-3 was kind of surprising. And then... You know, KR had to pull a thunder this year again. Uh, the we had the Korean rep went uh, flat twenty fourth. So, uh, what, a lot of money. That, that's that's thousands it's, of dollars. You know, it's money. This Venia, this this man really was like, yeah, just give me my money, give me, yeah, <laughs> give me my cash, <laughs> baby. He's yeah. being run stimmy in real. Life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's true. <laughs> They, yeah, they hit the yeah, they hit world stimmy, and now you have to they get to just go home and make some money and watch the rest of the world go by. I don't know. I was surprised. Um, I was surprised with the Korean performance, although apparently they were a Nocturne one trick during regionals or whenever their qualifier was. So um, I'm not too surprised hearing that. But I was surprised with Spencer. I don't know. Again, I only watched. Uh, I didn't watch most of it. I watched the end of the last game, really. Um, but his board looked so like like he was just clawing his way from some kind of like really shitty itemization like, like, yeah, like he got really he definitely guy. got really shitty yeah, he got really shitty together yeah because he, he was running like rabbit jg i think on on like a karma that went on a on mm-hmm. a 
um on a when but like he just never found a tier it looked like which was terrible uh, <laughs> Esha and spencer had the same opener they both had the redeemed ap opener but Esha found two he found a velkaz at carousel and he found another velkaz at seven and spencer just never got the velkaz he never got the tears and yeah. it's just like you know same same direction but one hit one didn't yeah i will say though i was looking at that game i think he had an out so uh, at the end, right, he had basically had two star Gwen, GA, Radiant Jewel Gauntlet Hodge. He actually had a fiddle sticks. He had a fiddle two that he ended yeah, up selling, right? Um, and to play four invokers. But I've actually experimented with this a decent amount. If you keep the fiddle stick, because he had a decap that he wasn't putting on the Gwen. If you stick that decap on the fiddle sticks and you play like the volley bear, a couple of knights, you put Grell in. I think because what he ended up losing to was like um like a three-star cap gospel board, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think Gwen, with that specific, like what I listed there, like with the fiddle AP items uh, along with the Gwen, it actually can can potentially beat that. Because, you know, Gwen is doing percent health. Um, if you look at the end of the fight, right, all of those units uh, were like super, super low. Mm -hmm. But like, you yeah, know, he had a bunch of dead units on his board, right? Like the, you know, two of the invokers, just the random karma one, a random... Like Syndra, it's like, but but it's it's one of those things where if you don't know the situation that well, it's sort of hard to see, especially when you're an attorney and you're like under pressure. You can't really say, oh 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 he yeah, had he rat had rat fiddle, do, yeah yeah. When you yeah, he was on rat, you don't see it. He was, yeah, he, was yeah. he was on the rat rat train, so it's like you play one you comp, you forget everything else. <laughs> I and also I think people people get stuck in like fiddle needs a spellweaver spat, and then he's a carry. I've seen I've played. Fiddle primary carry because I rolled down, I hit a fiddle two and can't find a single Velkaz. It's just you slap the AP items on fiddlesticks. He does a ton of work. Yes, like there's a yes. reason that Spellweaver Spad is good on him because he likes AP. Just stack AP on him. Like if you have that yeah. plus a stacked Gwen, like you have two really good AP carries, like that can work. And that's what that's one of those outs where like it's it's hard to see, but seeing that out can be the difference between top fouring and bot fouring and in the big tournament like this that means maybe advancing not advancing yeah. or it like it it makes any kind of difference in that kind of tournament can mean like thousands of dollars sometimes the stakes can get really high so it's just knowing those outs especially not knowing those outs when you're on cled brain it can make a difference which i would also love to talk about cled because i have some hot takes on cled yeah we can talk <laughs> about cled Mainly that I don't think it's that broken. Any it's rebuttals? Good. <laughs> Any rebuttals? Any rebuttals? Really good. Like, do not get me wrong. I think Kled is strong, but like, if, if even if you look at the Kled games today, like, I didn't. I I watched the bod of the first four games. Um, I didn't get a chance to see the fifth, but in those four games, Kled won two lobbies and bought forward two lobbies. There, in the, each of the first four games, there was a Kled player. The two top, the two top, the two top fours, which ended up being first, it involved hitting Kled three at three five and the force of nature. And in Spencer's case, a super early cannon three as well. Like there, Spencer high rolled so much to win that game one. And then he played it. He played rats again in game three. He didn't high roll that much. It took him forever to find cannon three. And he just dipped in sevens. Like, I think the comp needs a lot. Like, it's fairly consistent, but just the Kled 3 at like 4 1, 
it won't bring you back from open for it. If you're playing it from ahead and you have really good Kled items and you have really yeah. good for it, if you're like playing it, you hit Kled 3 at 70 HP on 4-1, like mm. you're good to go, but it's so hard to hard force it and just rely on hitting Kled 3. Like just the Kled 3 doesn't bring you back. So I don't think it's that broken. It's a really good tempo comp because like the rat opener is strong and it has a it has a super high cap. There's a lot of things you could high roll. If you high roll the Hellion spats, which is really easy to get, you just need a spat and it's it, it's like you can make it. It's not like Legionnaire spat where you can't make it. Like you can make high, these spats if you get it. Highest uh, win rate item in the game, by the way. <laughs> Hellion spat. That's right. And like you just have all these carries. Like Kennen is insane. It's super good into the meta, and it's you just have like a lot of like the the cap is very high on it. But yeah, if if you ever just open for it, I mean. <laughs> You're flipping coins. You're flipping coins. It reminds me of Sins, honestly. Like, if if you're open forwarding into it, like, yes, the cap is super high. And if you hit that cap, you are going first, no matter what. But, like, the baseline of, like, what you expect hit every game isn't necessarily enough. Like, just the Nocturne 3 with four Sins on level 7 wasn't always enough. Like... The the base the baseline isn't enough to bring you back from an open four. It's a it's more than good enough to play from ahead if you have the good items for it. But like just open forwarding into it and hard forcing, it gets super risky. And I think when you have that risk involved, like they didn't be patch that comp. Like people were people were saying we need to be patch Cled, and they just ended up not. Which I think is the right call. Like I don't think Cled was necessarily like over the threshold to even be patched, especially with worlds coming up. Like you, what you're going to be patched three days before worlds. You're going to throw a wrench in the meta right before these players have to play for thousands of dollars. Like there's no way. Jirachi's on team milk. You can tell. <laughs> have you seen milk's match history? Yeah. Milk's match history has some, uh, has some Clench. a little, little bit of wrench to throw. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think that the thing is like, I always feel like if it's a one cost reroll comp and it's this consistent, right? Like, think about it this way. Would you take Cled 3 or would you take a Triss 3? If you have to think about that a little bit, there's an issue, right? Because Triss 3 is, you know, mathematically speaking, twice as good of a unit as Cled 3 is, right? Sure it is. Mm-hmm. Right? Christ so, like, God. you know, one times two equals two. <laughs> but, like, you know, right now, I feel like I would take Cled 3 over Triss 3, right? Like, that's... But that, that's the crazy thing, right? Yeah. It, I feel like it shouldn't... You know, really... It's really hard to say, like... It's really hard to argue that Triss 3 should be weaker than Cled 3, right? It's like... You know, that it's kind of cool that it's not super consistent know. though, that it can bot four. It means you know, balance is getting better. We're yeah. at that point where you can't just open force, force, and just congrats to your top four. You know, yeah, like it's, it's no yeah. dead two, it's, it's no example dead. of it. Early game doesn't matter, you get the items, you win. Sins for a long time were kind of the same way, but we're kind of getting to that point. I mean, the set's almost done, it didn't really change too much in the mid set, but you know, we're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think it's it's so much healthier when because I don't think open forwarding should ever be like unplayable, right? But it should be like an opener. It should be like a yeah, you know, like, like it needs to be a comeback mechanic. Yeah, yeah, it has to be like like you have to have the right opener for an open four. You, you can't just open four every game, play sins every game, and be consistent. Otherwise, the game's unhealthy. Which it's getting to the point where like you really can't do that, which is really good. Um, yeah, like, imagine like set three again. I always go back to set three point five like as a golden standard. Like no one opened four in set three point five, right? 
I mean, what, what would you uh, open for in 3.5? I don't remember. I don't remember, uh, I don't remember but... Oh, yeah. well, I opened for it. No, 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 no. The wheels clicked for me. There was a point in set 3.5 I did open for Mac. This wasn't re this wasn't even re-rolling Mac. This oh, was like Mac, okay. yeah, Mac. Roll on six for Fizz. I remember open, that. I, open I, for until three five. Roll on seven for a single Fizz, a single Rumble, and a single Annie. Yeah, you have you have Titans Hodge QSS on that thing. Auto mm -hmm. top four, pretty much. Mm -hmm. But that's not really consistent, right? Because yeah, the main yeah. unit is on six, so that's not, not like, like it was on seven. Yeah. It, it was on seven, so it was a, yeah, it was it, was, it wasn't a hundred percent. Like if if I missed that fizz, that was going eighth. But mm -hmm. like that that was a thing. But that was like one patch. It yeah. it got that was also because Titans they like changed Titans and Hand of Justice, and it was yeah, super like broken on Max. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's when they got rid of all the percentage like scaling stuff, and that was that was super nice. It helped a lot. Yeah, yeah. Remember like hodgepodge. Yeah. Bro, it's taking like six sets to kind of get the game to a balanced state. It's fucked. Set six is fucked. I'm pretty sure. Like it took us five months. Okay, so like basically the game didn't change from five to now. Like it got less complex by they got rid of shadow items. It got less complex. Set six is fucked. It's more complex. It's never gonna get balanced. Bro, it's I mean it's gonna be fun as fuck, I hope. But it's it, it's, so fun. Fun. it's even 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 they're telling us it more it's like bro, it's yeah. just it just just no no it's going into it. They've been telling it, us it's fun for weeks. It's it can't be fine. less fun because Thresh isn't in the set. And I'm looking so. forward to it. Should be good. And Blitzcrank is back. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. The healthy hook unit. Let's fucking go. Oh, um, oh, Blitz, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that Zephyr shit was so Blitz fun. The cheese. I remember, so, I, I remember being like amazed the first time I saw I would watch a stream. I was watching a stream. I think it was Pulp probably, because I watched a lot of Pulp back in the day. I watched like a lot of Pulp in GV8. Um and I like like he literally won like an like a streaked an entire like two stages by just Zephyr sweat like Zephyr Blitz sweating every round, and no one fucking positioned around it. <laughs> It's the stupidest shit. Dude, people didn't scout in set three. People are no. starting to scout now. Everyone fucking scouts in position. Everyone scouts. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's a sweat. They all look at your boards. They all shift their units from left to right. Everybody. It, <laughs> it started set five. Set four, no one scouted. Set three. No, scouting, what's that, bro? But these Everyone's parties, phantom swapping yeah, they're, 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 now. Like, oh, uh, I, I like phantom swapping. Too slow. I don't know how to find my keys. I can't auto out APM people anymore. I have to, like, actually try to. You know uh, what it is? Bro, I can't do it on NA. If I play on EU ping, I can do it, but I can't do it on NA. I just fucking can't. The Phantom Swap timing is super specific. Well, it's, there's... It has some wiggle room, but it's not like you just press two keys at the same time and it all goes over. Like, you have to offset them just a little bit. That's why, I think. Hmm. And my, uh... Yeah. See what I like to do sometimes. I was in, so I was in a, a full master lobby today, right? One of those coveted seven master players lobbies, and everyone was sweating so hard. And so I just used my aura item as a bait, and I just switched my hair to the other side every time. <laughs> I just won every round at the end of the game and top four to one HP. It was too lit. <laughs> like they're like, oh shit! There's no way he's moving out of his aura item. There's no fucking way. Just eat it over. Get <laughs> out of my trap claw. That's when the mind games also work into the APM battle, which is a really cool part of it. It's not just a strict APM battle. It's also like an APM battle around like 
no like recognizing patterns and what someone's going to do or like yeah. rec recognizing like oh they want position around their aura items and then what you're doing of fuck the aura items i'm just getting it to the other side without that yeah that's actually so, five out of spark yeah yeah there's still that's kind of one of the ways that you could read people you're like oh he's gonna swap there you know he's gonna be opposite from the rel because he wants to get the shield yeah, yeah. Be, you know, maybe the same relics a big bait is if you put like you you put row the same side as your like your carries. Let's say you're playing four range or something. You have row the same side as like your Ash Ephelios, so they think you're gonna switch, right? Because like you know these sweats, they're breathing into it. They're like, oh shit, <laughs> they're keeping the row on the front left so that they move their whole backline to the front, and the back right, and then you just move the they're fucking like, row. just move the row, <laughs> just move the row. Like <laughs> and then they like, their... yeah, it's two for me. I can't move my backline. I'm not fast enough for that. <laughs> That's why that's why like attorneys are fun because you get to get reads on these people throughout the course of attorney. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you, you kind of like get like start it, like you're playing the game, but you're also playing like you know the mental game of like you know how are these swaps going to play out. So you, mm -hmm. you, it's it's super interesting in that aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually a little excited for them to take out Phantom Swap. Because then I could just go back to man manually out APMing everyone. Yeah, dude, fuck this fan saw. It's too much work, man. They got rid of Aerosol selling because of because of the mobile players. Where are the mobile players now? Mobile players, rise up, man! We need riots in the streets. I'm not trying to. I, I miss Aerosol selling. That was uh, quick, quick gold, baby. That was. I I don't even. You, know you had you had the. They took it out, and you could do it real quick sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I still do that sometimes <laughs> off Insta. Like, like, oh, I mean, you know, like, like, being able to show units, like, if you have two Nidalees, and you're getting another Nidalee from Carousel because that's the item you need, like, I need that sword, but I'm not trying to have a rage, a gunplate Nidalee, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, sell yeah. It. I do wish they would... They, they would put selling during the carousel like you can't sell in that little window to make eco but like you can sell you can sell a unit if you like if you see that like i have two nidalees on my board i don't yeah. want to make a gun blade on this nidalee too then like you can sell one of those nidalees yeah that's Not, a good point you just move yeah. the, the, the econ timing to before carousel instead of after yeah yeah something like that yeah that'd be nice it'd be so nice I, I miss the, the like adrenaline of like taking something off carousel and knowing that if it's like if it slams an item I'm fucked, but if I sell it I'm a god, right? Like you know, like, you know, you just like you're like you, you, you what you do is before the carousel's even over, you like first pick, and like like from the time you take your item until the time the carousel ends, you're just you're warming up, you know, you're warming up. You're getting ready to just fucking, you know, like you're, you're you're planking it. Yeah, yeah. So for like like 15 seconds straight, you're just <laughs> your stream just here. Yeah, exactly. And then when you when you don't sell it, you get Gunblade Nidalee, and you just <laughs> it's all oh, out. That also, like, I mean, there is the argument that that's like the decision you have to make of like, um, that that's that's a new decision from Carousel. It's like, oh, I take this unit, it might like combine, and I don't want that item on the unit, so it ends up becoming that kind of choice too. Like, there yeah, are arguments for both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I miss though? When you could sell off of carousel real easy, I would go into round one, I would take the unit off of carousel, and then I would sell the sell the unit and then I would lose to round one creeps. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that that was a way of like open forwarding at some point? Like you just literally you lose the creeps and you oh, get the really? yeah, probably that that yeah. oh, maybe for not you can't sell your units. Yeah, yeah, but you can't do that yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. You can't do it anymore. Well, Back you could the theoretically day. lose to one three and one four. Back like, in the day, you could lose to round one. But it's, it's so not worth it now. 
Yeah, I've definitely been. In, I'm in the camp of having accidentally sold my round one unit before. Same. <laughs> and then, like, the game's just over. <laughs> round one, the game's over. I don't think you actually get those items back, too. I'm pretty sure if you like, I you, think you do. I, do you? Yeah, I feel like you, you get do. them back. They come back on the last creep round. That's the, but that's the thing. You're missing okay. all that for oh, a that kill for no, you, you just got gold drop. You got a one gold drop. It's fine. <laughs> I'm missing my my Leeson like my Leeson Yasuo opener that I get off my my fucking blue orb until four one until four five when I finally drop. Yeah, I mean it doesn't matter by the time it hits four or seven, but like missing that gold on one four can still be a death sentence because you don't get your oh, eco yeah. snowballing the way everyone else can. So oh yeah, losing the creeps is not worth. I mean, unless you know you get all your orbs and it's just, oh, you take two damage, like, eh, it could be worse. But, like, missing an orb, I feel like, is a death sentence now. I remember yeah. always, uh, when I I'd take, like, like, like I get something like a cloak on a TF or something, right? Like, uh, and, like, set four. And I was always waiting for the, the, the time that I lost to round one creeps so that I could just bitch about it, you know? Like, I just waited. <laughs> For my club TF to lose, oh, to lose one, one. one yeah. Well, yeah I can just like go to, go to Twitter and just be like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I lost the round one for you. <laughs> it never happened though, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't. I'm pretty sure. I would assume they worked out the math on that. Yeah, I they hope have so. that. <laughs> I'd always sweat a little bit though. You know, like TF's like like two hits from dying when he finally finishes all the creeper. Like, oh man, if you missed that, I could have taken it to more dog. <laughs> Come on, TF. Try a little less hard, man. Man, I remember when creeps actually killed you. I haven't died of creeps in a minute. Set one, set two, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, creeps are so now. And I don't know why. Yeah, I mean... People die, and that shit feels bad. Like, (laughs) you play TFC for the first time, and you can't even beat the creep round. You can't even play the game. You're like, I keep dying of wolves every fucking game. Come on, Dog. what can I do? Yeah. I feel like they still made creeps easier to beat because I feel like unless yeah, I'm playing sure. the most piece of shit board ever, I haven't lost the Krugs in a while. Like I've mm-hmm. I've beaten Krugs with some boards where I look Dude, at them Krug like I'm sure this wins. Mm-hmm. Krugs used to be so hard. I miss the old Krugs. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you guys played Dota Auto Chess at all, but that oh, game yeah. had that game had some creeps. That actually yeah. had some creeps, creeps. You know, like. You had they had their own version of wolves. If you don't position for wolves, you die. You lose. You lose the wolves. They had they had a couple creeps where if you don't play the proper comp into them, you just you can't beat them. And these are like the equivalent to like you know dragon for us, right? You'd have dragon and Dota auto chess. It would wipe your whole team if you don't position or if you're just playing it. Or, you know you play some comp that lacks that kind of like sustained DPS. Boom, you're done. And then like they had the late game creeps and trolls. You know there's like one comp that could beat trolls. Everything else. All right, if you're low health, you're dead. Goodbye. <laughs> you died. Has anyone Wait. here lost to dragon? Because I don't think I ever no. have. I've seen it before, but I haven't. There was a combination with Titans when he had percentage, percentage like base damage. They had to hard code it to where Titans never showed up on it. Because if it did, he just lose. <laughs> oh, okay. Huh. Morthal was like, the only item I can't drop from this is like Titans or like in like BT or something. Because if, if it gets those, you're just fucked. So <laughs> we just insane. don't put it on there. Huh. We're so blessed now to have Krugs that die to. I, you know what I played into Krugs today? I played Gragas 2, Kha'Zix 2, and I think that was it. Oh, you can play, <laughs> you can play three Krugs. cleds and a... Dude, I've been doing Krugs for a while here. Okay, Wolves, I get it, but like, come on, Krugs? 
<laughs> wolves like they just kind of fuck certain comps like if you've got like backline based comp you just kind of get fucked sometimes mm-hmm. but i'm down to make krugs harder i miss people dying yeah. in krug i want to ping some bitches punish the, punish the re-rollers you know yeah you want you want right. to not spend the extra like like two gold to actually yeah i miss oh, people yeah. roll krugs to, to find a board yeah, yeah, yeah. stage two <laughs> That'd be so funny to watch a fucking open fort sin player lose to Krugs. Oh my god, it'd be so satisfying. I've, I've actually, I've done that, and I've lost to Krugs having leveled the five, and just like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm playing five units. They're yeah, all one stars. This is fine. <laughs> no, like, oh, anyway. it's that sin. You look at your board and you're like, wait a second. Uh-huh. Am I going to die here? <laughs> And then you're watching the fight play. I was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna die here." And it's like you start slamming items. You're like, "All right, BT Zigs, okay, let's go. Warmogs, Warmog, okay, sure, that might help." And then you're like, "Ah, oh, I I only killed one." And then the or whole lobby just pings you. Did you just say BG. Is it a bad match? The question mark start coming down when it's one v two. Uh, yeah. Krogs directly counters my, my 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 comp right now. You know I can't be Krogs. <laughs> like fuck, man. What am I supposed to do? The man, the the the, the fucking uh, the, the game hit Krog three Krogs at three three Krogs at. Uh, what, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> uh. Okay. Also, someone in chat mentioned when IE stacked and just like one last little hit of nostalgia. You remember IE IE Deathblade. Mana Reaver Irelia in set three. Yes. She would oh, literally just go, she would go from one unit to the next unit and oh, kill everything. Irelia. Yeah. There's bugs where she kills everything at the same time. She would like ult five units at the same time and kill them all. That one was great. <laughs> I, I, I've gotten paper from that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm about to die and she just kills everything. And I'm like, oh, it's lit. We won. Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Okay, business. Okay, business. Yeah, that's fucking. That's a fat okay, business moment. Okay, business mo- more dog. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, um yeah, what fun, do we want to talk about? I have fun game. So back, back to worlds. Cycling back to worlds. The giant thing that happened this morning. Predictions for who moves on to the final day and who wins the whole thing. Because we have, we do have like, we we have the groups for tomorrow, and I I really do like this format change also of like, and it, it gives you five games like with the same people, and you can adapt to them and like adapt to yeah. a lobby rather than mm-hmm. oh I play a game I have to go to a whole new lobby who knows what the fuck is gonna happen. So Group A is Gluteus Maximus, Ak, Zixing Che, Milk Woozle, Oso Lucas, Esther, and Shurkane. and then Group B is Skipeus. Chitux, Kwanmi, Robin, Dudu, Eltomo, Nukamaru, and Mbappe. So they told pre- us about the format ahead of time, though. So, like, yeah, you that's plan true. your seeds out almost a little bit. Yeah. the players going in, they didn't know they were going to have to play for it. Like, we didn't know there was going to be buys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that's, all, that's also another thing. Like, them... They had all this released like, after regional. So, like, when Spencer... When Spencer and Milk were, like, playing... Or like playing for their world spot, they just thought they were playing for their world spot. They didn't know it was a world spot and a buy. Yeah, qualifier. It, it makes a difference. Is a huge difference. It's actually huge dollars. It's a huge competitive integrity issue. Not gonna lie, and I really hope they fix it next set because people need to know exactly what they're playing for. Oh, you have to bitch. That's the thing. You bitch and it oh, gets yeah. fixed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say that. You bitch but, and you hope it gets fixed. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I mean, they they. 
they've been improving on yeah for sure they, they're on the right yeah. course i'm sure they'll yeah, they've already gotten a lot of backlash for it i think the set so i'm sure next set they'll be like okay you're playing for a play-in spot if you're like if you're a third you're playing in you know you're not like i'm sure they'll, they'll clarify a little more um it's all i mean it's a very like tft is a pretty young esports still right it's like yeah it's yeah it's like roughly in its infancy so that's growing pains happen it's improving but, yeah for sure for sure and that's the important part right they're, they they and they listen yeah, they listen a lot more. Just, there's, just, there's, there's constraints. There's just not enough money, not enough people working on it. But it's 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 getting there. Yeah, they're doing their best. I we're, we're, we're we've talked about it before. We're very lucky to have a dev team that like is as interact with the community and is interact with the community's like. Dude, we're just we're blessed to have more dog. Like yeah, yeah, whenever more yeah. dog goes on vacation, sure. it's fucked. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot Mordor was on vacation that week. He's gonna unplug that bitch. Yeah, Mordor goes on vacation, the meta is completely fine. I don't even understand how it happens. Yeah, like, he's gone, crazy. and then we just have War Week, and it's like he, he left some other time. We had some other fucking awful hey, meta. It was Shadow Blue LeBlanc. Yeah. Also, I'm realizing how long predictions for like. The entirety of champion. Who wins yeah. the whole thing? Appy's is locking in Esha. Okay, um, so I was gonna say NA going into this, but Robin hasn't been so hot, and Milk only plays Clyde. Honestly, <laughs> it might be like Skipeas or some shit. Like, I see it. I, see it. I thought it wasn't gonna be EU, but EU's been sweating, and they, dude, Skipeas has been popping off. And honestly, they've been they've been looking hot. You know, mm-hmm. I really hope they don't fucking win though. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine imagine having to play in a lobby with like imagine just like, like lobbies right now where you have like four EU players in a lobby and you just and have to know, like, yeah, like they just uh, have to hold that shit over you over them. Oh my god! I don't even uh, care if uh, NA wins or not. I just don't want EU to win. So I'm gonna I'm say not, he's gonna win. He's gonna get cursed. He can't win anymore because once you say they're gonna win, they're going eighth. You know, he's oh Spencer's guaranteed. Not so hot. So, yeah, skip yeah. you got it, bro. I, I actually, I want to one, two, three. I want to go wild card. I'm actually. This is gonna be wild. I'm going Nukamaru, the Japanese player. Oh, because I think he looked really good today. Like I think I love he, the little regions. He he looked real low key. He looked solid and consistent. Like mm-hmm. I, I think him and him and Esha both were like super consistent. And also also Shurkane. Yeah, like I mean, Shur- Shurkane. I'm looking at Shurkane's placement. He went 5-2-4-4-4. Like, that's ridiculously consistent. And N- Nukamaru, 2-5-6-2-3. Like, yeah. I, don't, I, mean, I think he did it feel good. Bad. Yeah. It's it got, a rough finish. The, the bot three of that lobby were NA China-Korea. Like, the, the tiny regions are, like, doing pretty I mean, well. Good, good on OCE and, like... JP, yeah. right? Because they they get one representative. They had one representative last year or last worlds. I guess it wasn't last year, but you know they they show up and like mm-hmm. I, I thank God they made it out of play-ins because the fact that they had to be in play-ins itself is like that's widespread. That's that's, yeah. that's whack. You know what but, though? OC in Japan, like they they had one seed. So like Nukamaru and Esho were the last seed from the region. They're also the mm-hmm. first seed. Yeah. So they're strong. Yeah. So yeah. like, I guess in some 
I, by some weird reasoning, you expect them to make it out, which it's, I mean, it's fucked that they had to make it out of qualifiers, but like good that they made it. They also did look really good because it's not like they were playing against absolute bots. Like mm -hmm. they were playing against good players. Like I, I think everyone like played solid except maybe whoever the fuck went 88888 did the thunder. But, um, yeah, like, people look, people look good today. So like, Esha and Nukamaru having good performances, I don't think you just throw that out the window and say, oh, like, it was, it was weak competition, they made it through, like... No, they definitely I, played well. They, they played well, and I think they are actually contenders. Mm -hmm. Esha was on his shit. The, the last round where he outplaced the Japanese player, because he middled his bell cause to hit the... That was really good. That bell really cause good. positioning made me cream yeah. my pants. It was so good. <laughs> yeah, it looked good. Uh, it looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I for I me, I'm. I'll just say somebody from Korea, just because I feel like we saw the Nocturne one trick, but I don't even know any of the Korean players. But those those players are do, correct. Dudu and Woozle early, early game. Dudu, sure. it's I'll, I'll give it to I'll give it to Dudu, okay. but no, because like I think out of all of the regions, they're probably like in terms of early game, like the the most solid. I think they're a little bit on the aggro side, but like after playing with a bunch of like playing like I don't know if you guys have ever played with um who was who was the one that was playing on NA that got rank one like in set Bobe. five Bobe. Bobe. Bobe yeah right like that guy's early game was cracked like actually mm -hmm. better than anybody in the server he had a like, really good late game strat so where he would mm -hmm. play whatever early then pivot to like that invoker board he played it super well yeah yeah and I think like. KR has a lot of those kinds of players. They they play like an, an insane early game, and like I think in terms of consistency and tournament performance, that's it's it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. Yeah. So, but you know, I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know. Maybe they're all bots. Maybe <laughs> maybe 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 plans was a was was an indicator. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, they're probably not over a thousand LP on NA right now. They probably don't have any accounts, right? So if they're under a yeah, thousand LP on NA, they're their secret strats. You know. They would have to be bots. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Korea has like been maybe one of the best regions at early game, if not the best for a while. Just because, like, partially because of how aggressive they play, but because they play that aggressive early, they're a little more used to the kind of like early game aggression that's become more standard now. So like they've they've been at this for a while, and it's like just coming around because we used to be so greedy. Like we're out, and he's not bad at early game. But like Korea's just been doing it for so long, especially in like a tournament format. Early game matters a lot, and like playing early game more or less perfectly can be a huge factor. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm a minority here, but I think Korea sucks at early game. I think they play aggressively and they just mash the F key, but they don't actually think about it. Obviously, this is a blanket statement, but I think they just level no matter what. If they level the five no matter what, they level the six and seven no matter what. They don't actually look at the boards. It's kind of like it's like how Esha went seven today at three two, despite having a Nidalee two with BT Rage Blade. <laughs> you probably win that at six, but you know, you go seven, and even though it's aggression, I don't think that's playing your early game well. I just think it's playing it like blind. And mm -hmm. that's something Korea has been doing for a while. They just play mm -hmm. blind aggro for no reason. Dude. I think oh, it, it, it doesn't matter. F key. Yeah, it makes the line yeah. very hard going into like. Yeah, I, I do think I, I'm going to be interested to see how Korea plays with everyone tomorrow because yeah. I think a lot of the best Korean players know how to turn. Like they they are able to identify the. I mean, just the best players in general, right? Know know how to like 
kind of weigh the like risk reward, like whether they actually like not to overplay a spot, right? They know not to yeah. overplay. Um, if they send so, another jaywalking, it's 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 doomed. That guy, like, if you look at that guy's early boards and how much money you can make out of like the the worst boards ever, you see this guy hard streaking with like garbage, and you're like, oh, all right, it's doomed. <laughs> hey, you, you could say they know how to uh, adapt. Shadow Mordog. Adapt <laughs> Shadow Mordog. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. I'm 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 curious. Honestly, it's, all, it's all the players fun. are solid. Yeah, like, they're, they're, like there's, there's you so many players. I'm just I'm looking forward to the games. There there are yeah. no bad players at this world. Straight up, I don't, like, yeah, I don't think there's any region that has like up on any other region. Be honest, like they're all really good players. They're all going to play good TFT, and it's it's going to be how those. Bro, SCA needs a slot. Get Jose in here. Get Jose yeah. to the walls, please. Please. Yeah, they 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 need to they need to. You know, we could just had four more slots and had twenty four people in the tourney. Yeah, or yeah. or something for FBA. But I, that's actually something compared to league that I love because, like, over in league, it's just like four, maybe five regions. That's literally all that matters. That's the only teams that you're like they have any kind of shot. You have so many like wild card region teams that you look at them, you're just like, okay, they'd be lucky just to make like group stages, like make it past play-ins. Over in TFT, like. We're not counting out Brazil, Brazil, Japan, Latin America, or OCE. Despite if they were over in league, they'd be considered like wild card minor regions that have no shot. But over here, like they have a legit shot at winning the whole thing and not just like doing well. Mm-hmm. Which, is that is it? Just because like like you don't need five good people, you just need like you know one person. Yeah, it's just yeah. one guy sitting at sitting on their laptop, just fucking. Oh man, I'm gonna buy some shit from some shops from from some shops. Let's go. You don't need like the infrastructure, the scrims, and all that other stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. the infrastructure is a huge deal, and it's I guess partially because like TFT doesn't have much infrastructure because we also don't need it. It's just one person. But like o- over in league and every team game, like you need that infrastructure in place, like a dedicated org, like a coaching staff. Um. Like a good general manager that can get the right players together. Like, there's so much that goes into making a team over there. And meanwhile, over yeah. in TFT, it's just oh, there's me more moving parts. Me click <laughs> buttons. They're, they're... I'm playing at worlds with my pants off, sitting in front of my yeah. laptop. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Kerm, you know, Kerm was playing set four worlds naked. Yeah, healthy focus. No, no constraints. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Shedger, yeah, your material possessions. <laughs> Anyways, we so we are going to start wrapping up a little bit here, so we can start answering some of the questions from. We have two questions, uh, at least so far. Um, and so the first one is from Nora, who asks, uh, "What's y'all's opinion on the prevalence of reroll, um, etc. Like Udir Clay, uh, Udir Kled, Vein, etc. Slash Hellion comps this patch. Is it healthy for the meta? Should Riot have changed it? Slash released a mid patch update before Worlds? Um, if you want to start with this GB8." I think it's good to have reroll comps. Um, if you get like five veins at two two, that should be a viable route for you going forward. You know, it's not something you should be able to force blindly, but it should definitely. It's good to have a lot of viable ways to win the game. That's not like oh, you need a four cause or you need a three cause or you know you need you need this specific thing. So I, I think it's good if you have the right opener. I think it's a, it's good to have that as an option. Having a variety of costs costs carries being viable is super healthy for the game for sure like and none none of them even being like super hard forcible and i think that's when i have big complaints about the game is when it feels like you need a certain cost of unit 
to do anything. Like earlier, yeah. e earlier even this set, there were points where if you didn't have a two star five cost carry or a three star three cost, you couldn't play the game. Like you're running a four cost mm -hmm. carry, go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's when I like have complaints about the game. But right now, it feels like there's a lot of a lot of different costs of carries that are viable. Like all all the one cost rerolls. Like we can argue Kled is too strong, but it's you still have Vayne in there. Who's I don't think Vayne's too like she's strong if you have a good opener for it but she's not like too strong and all the four costs there's a ton of four costs carry viability three costs are a little bit lacking which i guess is the bad part but um and five costs are still good mm -hmm. there's like i'm also like caps are still playable hot take caps are still playable so like yeah, some two costs like, yeah, like but yeah. if you play calves from a good spot for it like that's another viable out like you have a ton of options for what to play right now and that feels really good yeah mm -hmm. it's not like the set five patches if you you guys remember there was like one patches you can only play three three cost units yasuo riven what, what was the other one nocturne, nocturne. cat you know that, that that was it that was Locked it that or like the, the two cost rerolls right like yeah set which had the bb patch but then you had the calves and then you had the block all on the same one and it's like if you're not playing these good luck you know yeah. you're, you're fucked <laughs> you play something else but like it's, it's nice when there are multiple ways to play the game especially around like the cost of units because if you're forced to do one place like even if there are multiple four cost units right like at the same time it feels kind of bad when that's the only kind of unit that you can play for like you know the four one roll down lottery you know, it's, it's it's not fun, right? Like, if everybody's just donkey rolling on 4-1 to hit their 4 costs, it's like, uh, Yeah, I think there's a lot of skill expression in the game when, like, there's a lot of viability between, you know, it's not just, like, who play the right 4 costs. When, like, you can play every... And there's, like, so many lines, right, that aren't all the same, like, get to, like, Econ well, the 4-1, roll down, whatever. When there's, like, so many lines... Um, you can you can play like the two cost reroll line, three cost reroll line. They all all these different ways to go. That's when the sales pressure in TFT gets really high. Um, so I think it's it's really good when there's a lot of stuff viable. Again, I think Cled might be a little bit too strong right now, but it's not bad to have one cost reroll in the meta. It's it's good because like it means that people who can recognize that they they're in a good spot to reroll something are rewarded for that, right? People who recognize they're in a good spot to reroll Tristana, even if she's not, are still rewarded for that. Um, so there should be lines that aren't just four costs and five costs. Yeah, and if you see other people rerolling a specific cost, like you're more incentivized to do the same thing. Like if you have a vein opener, someone's like going Clyde, you're like, oh, I should play vein because you know they're rerolling it, better chance for me to hit. Exactly. It's a little tricky because like that's kind of the it issue is. with how three costs because you know once one person starts going, you start going, the other person takes their comp. Yeah, everyone hits. Yeah. The guy playing the four cost, not doing too hot. Uncontested <laughs> yeah. Lucian won. <laughs> All right. And then we can do this one last question and then wrap things up. So this last question is going to be from Beppo. And it's, um, do you ever have strides in your mental when doing long streams? I guess like like ups and downs in your mental when doing really long streams. And that's, that's going to be a yes for me. I mean, yeah, for it, sure. Uh, you get grumpy. Towards the end, you get grumpy as fuck. People start vaccinating, you tell them, shut up, don't talk, idiot. <laughs> yeah, when I when I did my 24-hour charity stream, like, around hour 20, I was just, like, I was so tired and, like, just dead mentally. It was so bad, like, but 
I like I don't even I don't do long streams that much, partially because like I know it's so hard and I'm not like used to it. So mm-hmm. and the couple long streams I've done, I'm like, yeah, this is a lot. I'm dying. Yeah. Yeah, you got to prepare. You got to like sleep. You got to have food ready. It's it's uh, it's hard as fuck for any long yeah. stream, not just a 24. Like, honestly, mm-hmm. you really need to be like ready for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, tough. like. I'm sorry, go ahead again. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if I'm streaming 10 to 12 hours, I'm already running it down. I've already decided. So, you oh, know, yeah. it's, fine. it's fine for me. <laughs> that means I probably don't have chat closed, which is already a big, big L. That's <laughs> a big L. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, it's, I feel like even, at least the way I stream, I feel like I'm going to interact with chat. And like six hours of that is like, I'm, I'm fucking mentally drained. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, so. It's so After hard. That, it's, it's downhill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six hours like, is also a good stream length, though. Like, mm-hmm. I feel it's like it's nice and long. Like, you get you get to like build up your build up your viewers and like get get people to come in and like spend some time. But it's not like too long, where it's like it's just going on and on and on and on and on, and you're everyone's tired. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the answer, Peppo, is yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, and then I mean, I think Jirachi had a little story they wanted to share with us yeah. before we call it. And then, we'll oh my go. God, the the, yeah, right. ooh, the the conclusion of the Kurum's golf equipment saga. So for oh, pe- yeah. people who haven't been paying attention for the past, like I want to say, month or so, we've had a bunch of we, we've had the return of the Kuramex Win Trade Club. Except the Win Trade accounts this time are just his golf equipment. Um, so we had, I was golf flag. We had Jiggly's golf club. We had, we got up to like 20 this time. There were a lot of us. So impromptu, I believe it was Wednesday on Tuesday night. We challenged Kurum to a wager on Wednesday night. We played two games against him, the golfers versus Kurum. If he wins quote, and we had a set number set, like placement average. If he wins, we gift him 100 subs. If he loses, he has to do a full golf stream. He lost by one placement. Like, he got sixth game one, got second game two, and that game two, he needed a first to win. And he got that second, and Rue closed it out. So, really good time. Um, Kerm <laughs> has to do a golf stream now. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Oh, when's that going to be? I saw the last one. I actually watched, like, I watched it for, like, two hours. Yeah. <laughs> We did. We did. We had enough golfers by the end. We could stack two full lobbies of completely different people against him. Like I played game one and dipped the fuck out for game two, and the same thing like down down the line. So <laughs> a ton, ton of fun. We're already like planning the. We're we're already planning the theme for next set. Not leaking it. Stay t- stay tuned for that. Eventually, eventually it'll happen. Oh, spicy! Oh, yeah. got, got a little spicy. leak in here. Not bad. No, no, no leak. Oh, yeah. I, I, I asked. I actually specifically asked if I should leak it tonight or not. I was told no. Do not leak it. We're we're gonna save it. So. Oh, we know. We know what's happening. That's it's already leaked. It's all. Okay. We know what's happening. How much leak is it? There's something. It, it always happens. <laughs> something. Come on. <laughs> That's so, all we needed. It's over. No, there. No, no snitches here. Something's <laughs> gonna happen, but y'all knew that already. But uh-huh. stay tuned. All right, so chat, you have that to look forward to. You also have Kern's golf stream to look forward to. And uh, again, thank you again, GVA, for joining us on this, uh, this oh, magnificent yeah, episode yeah. of uh, Triforce Tactics. Of, actually, wait, no, that reminds me of something else. Fun fact: my org actually they 
they sent out a poll of like, okay, we want to do a couple like YouTube videos of like keep like RBG people like playing games together. Which ones can you do in the forum? One of the things they had was golf with your friends. So I signed up for that. They're nice. gonna they're releasing a YouTube video of a bunch of us just playing golf, and I'm doing that, so that's gonna be fun. Oh, yeah. plug. So if anyone in chat is looking for any golf things, we have a lot. We have a lot looking there's, forward to. There's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of forward to coming up. A lot of golf content to look forward to. <laughs> All right. The so period, we are right there. Yeah. 2020, 2022 is a golf season, baby. Hell yeah. We're all drawing TFT for Golf theme in TFT, though. Think about that. Set 6.5. Replace all these Jeez. golf balls. <laughs> not bad. Not bad. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to Drash and Armcare for being great hosts. And GVA, thank you again for being a great guest. And we will see you all next week. Peace. Take care, guys.